0: This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malewski. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting
1: in my hot seat, he's not in Shenzhen, China. I know it. I think he's on the West Coast. Is Guy Roosevelt. He's the chief product officer, correct? Yes, thank you. At Sangford Technologies, S-A-N-G-F-O-R dot com one of the leading providers of cloud IT infrastructure and security services coming out of China. Guy, welcome. Thank you very much, Gary. Nice to be back. It's great to have you back. It's been a little while. So what's transpired over the past few years? Uh, what What can you share with us? What's going on at for And are there any kinds of new threats or attack vectors you want to share with us? Oh, there's lots of new attack vectors that have come out.
0: One of the biggest things we've seen because of COVID, you know, the, the huge push to digital transformation. It's actually very funny because, you know, everybody had a digital transformation strategy that was three to five years. And back in 2020, they had implemented it virtually overnight. And that caused a lot of interesting challenges because we've had customers that basically had, went from like 50 to 100 work-from-home people to thousands, right? And they had to build new infrastructure, new VPNs, you know, deploying uh, systems to people working at home and stuff. But when they did all that stuff, they did it more for business continuity and, and, and keeping stuff going. Again, security, secondary consideration. So now a lot of these things are starting to come back to bite them because we've seen a huge increase in phishing. We've seen a huge increase in ransomware across the world. We've seen new and innovative APT threats that are using weaponized AI to circumvent security products. And they do a really good job about that. So the good guys are falling behind and the bad guys spent two years getting smarter
1: because they didn't have to sit around not doing anything the two years they were sitting at home. So guys, Sang4 is really innovative and you're noticing some innovations that are on the bad guy's side. And I'm curious how you deal with that. The bad guys have weaponized AI to break security products?
0: Sure, uh, they're... they're our scripts out right now that are leveraging all sorts of very interesting uh, initial access stage uh, into systems and then escalation of privilege into systems to be able to load malware, um, advanced persistent threats, ransomware onto systems undetected. They have the, They have a script now that is able to completely disable windows defender including its tamper proof protection and the user wow. would not even know that
1: wow okay have you done if you guys put a report out on this and how do you deal with it i mean is is microsoft going to get word from Sangfor for and go come out with a patch or something
0: microsoft is aware of the issue we've we've actually talked about it we've actually posted about it in a couple of reports that we've done uh, we actually uh, posted in, in, in China our um, 2100 APT threat report. Where we talked about this. We're in the process of getting it translated and, and releasing it out here in, into the international marketplace. We talked about some of the issues and some of these other things that they've done. Um, process hollowing is really, really cool. right? Where they'll, you'll have an advanced persistent threat that will start a valid process pause the valid process, scoop out all the code that's running in the process, and then replace it with malicious code. And security products will have difficulty detecting it because the actual process that they're looking at is legitimate because it was started by a legitimate legitimate application. It It just got hijacked in the middle and bad things happened to. So these are the kind of things that we've been seeing coming through and they're becoming more difficult to detect. What this means is you now have to take a very different approach to security. Security has always been a rather defensive kind of thing. We're going to build the best security infrastructure. We're going to detect and and block everything. You can't detect and block anything. It's not possible now. And ransomware has shown, you could have the best firewall. You can have the best endpoint security product. You can have all this infrastructure in place and yet ransomware is still 100% secure, right? So that's the issue, what do we do now? So we are advocating that you now have to assume You have been breached. You have been owned. And that means now I have to take a different approach to looking for things in my environment. If I now think from the standpoint that yes, I've been breached and I've been compromised. Now I need to go into threat hunting most. Now I have to have a different set of tools and a different set of skill sets to be able to go through my environment, looking for signs of potential compromise. And it's not compromise that happened today or yesterday. It could be compromise that happened months ago. So now I have to go back and look for things like, do I see any unusual activity that happened you know, over some period of time? Am I seeing low and slow scans that might be happening in my environment? Am I seeing communications to the outside world that happens like maybe once every other week? You know, Looking for these very, very complex behaviors as the AI is trying very hard not to be detected. Now we have to go through and develop AI to combat the AI
1: that that's been weaponized yeah cybercrime is now number one form of crime worldwide and uh it sounds like it's not going to get any better unless people take a more proactive approach so you're saying get in there and assume you've been breached yes right and
0: it's interesting you said that about about cybercrime and, and 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 how it's going up you know when, when you when you look at organized crime especially things that came from say uh, eastern european bloc, you know very big in the old days. Uh, kidnapping extortion all this kind of stuff but the big problem with that is you know people tend to shoot back at you or the police would come to find you shoot back at you they discover that cybercrime is significantly more profitable than any kind of physical crime and you don't get shot back at which is a huge thing it's more difficult to detect so you know we've seen a huge increase of organized crime moving into the 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 cybercrime world that's number one so they've got the resources they can go and people or they can coerce people into supporting them and doing stuff so they've got lots of resources to be able to do some unlimited resources to be able to, to build new ways of doing bad things you know and, and the problem with most security companies is they have r d budgets but again they're limited to certain kind of things and we can't research everything that's out there right so again we're, we're falling behind
1: in how we're going to be able to do this kind of stuff what, what what's the deployment typically on the security side of for? So we have a lot of customers that are, as I said, in the process or had
0: to go through very quick digital transformation. So, you know, we we still have as our bread and butter on-premise next generation application firewalls. We have endpoint security, we have Internet access gateways or reverse proxy type capabilities. But as our customers are moving to the cloud, we are building hybrid infrastructures to be able to support that. So now if they're going to be going to a private cloud or a public cloud and they're deploying servers up there, we have virtual firewalls and, and we can turn our internet access gateway into um, secure web gateways, right? So that we can now control access into private cloud resources, public cloud resources. We are releasing later on this year. We actually have in beta now uh, internationally a SASE cloud, right? So we'll be able to show that we can offer security as a service. You basically buy a subscription, you identify the resources on the back end you want to protect. And we take care of all the housekeeping in the middle. Right? People log in, they have endpoint protection that we can look at to identify what the risk of the endpoint is, have they been compromised? Are they have all the proper things running? Are they properly patched? And based upon that, we can
1: control what access they have to the resources in the cloud. Yeah, that's awesome. So this is kind of an MSSP play for Sang4, kind of, or just a quicker deployment through SaaS offerings?
0: We're doing both. So we have customers that want to have quicker SaaS offerings. We have customers that want to be able to virtualize infrastructure. So we support both. One of the things that that's saying for us, we're the first third generation hyper-conversion infrastructure. You know, so we can actually build containers and, 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 and containerized infrastructures in the cloud securely, which is great. But then we have a lot of people that want to build their own Uh, MS msp type situation right or or even manage detection response so we offer manage detection response we have partners that we can facilitate having them build their own services using our technology or you know we will go ahead and white label our technology to them so they can go ahead and offer it into the local regions the most important thing about saying for is we have local offices with you know full full capability sales and support and and services in every country that we are, which is a big difference you see now with a lot of the bigger players. A lot of bigger players are more regionalized into, say, Singapore or Hong Kong or, or, you know, into Germany and then they do everything from there out to to the rest of the region, which makes the customer feel less comfortable because they don't have the support infrastructure they would need if I was in Italy or if I was in Dubai or if I was in, in, in Thailand, for example. So we do is we offer a suite of products and services that customers can deploy directly or they can go to the reseller partners if they don't have the resources themselves to be
1: able to buy the capability and manage it for them Guy, what do you think is the biggest challenge CISOs of all shapes and sizes SMB mid-market large enterprise government what do you think is the biggest challenge for them in 2022 lack of resources
0: okay We've seen a lot of organizations that have budget cuts because they didn't do so well in 2020, 2021, right? And the first thing that's going to go is a cost sink. And honestly, security is a cost sink. It's not a revenue generator. So they're going to take the money from the places that cost them the most money, and you have to do more with less, right? Well, if I don't have enough security people on staff, if I don't have the budget to be able to to fill out all my security infrastructure, then it makes sense to be able to partner with somebody and let them do managed services or manage detection and response, because then you can leverage that expertise
1: to backfill what you don't have. Other than China, what countries would you say maybe top three is saying for doing really well uh, getting clientele? and, and, And are there any sweet spot verticals to share with our viewers and listeners? So from my
0: standpoint, our our biggest markets right now, uh, Malaysia, which is one of the fastest growing uh, countries in in, in the world, Uh, Philippines has a huge infrastructure, but they've got very, very poor internet capability. So they've got all this technology you wanna be able to implement, but their internet access is kind of bad. So we have to help them by using SD-WAN and other kinds of technology to help them Optimize bandwidth, for example. So it becomes very critical if they've got people doing anti-proxy type stuff. We've got people that are in companies and they're they're putting proxy avoidance software in there with, you know, where they're trying to get around the blue code or wherever they wanna go do to get direct access to the internet to play games or chat or watch videos. That sucks up precious bandwidth. So we have anti-proxy technology or anti-proxy protection technology to be able to identify and stop that from happening. And again, be able to maximize a customer's investment in, in their organization. So Malaysia, the Philippines, um, Thailand is also very big is also very big for us right now in, in on the Asia side. If we go to the Middle East, uh, we're talking Dubai, we're talking Italy, um, we're doing very well in, in these types of countries. Uh, we're, we're expanding out into Germany and Spain. So we're
1: seeing a lot of growth, interestingly enough, coming out of last year. And guys, Sankford's been around for a long time. Can you tell us when the company was incorporated? Okay, the company has been around for almost 20
0: years. Oh, yeah. We started with three engineers. And, you know, we went in, We went from being three engineers to now over 7,000 people worldwide in, in 20 years. So it, it's a big company. It's a growing company. We spend uh, 20%, actually
1: about 40% of our revenue on, on R&D. So innovation is a big thing for us. Guy Roosevelt, the Chief Product Officer of sang Technologies, which is sang4.com. Is there anything you want to share with our viewers and listeners that we didn't cover?
0: As I said before, go on the offense, you've been hacked, you've been compromised, start thinking about how do you find the bad things that are in your environments. If you were home and you had a mouse problem, how would you go catching the mice in your house, right? That's what you need to go do and start working with your partners and build a more proactive stance in detecting these things because the sooner you can detect the issues that you have, the sooner you can find the attack surfaces that are open in your environment and close those off, the better you are to be able to defend and
1: prevent future attacks. That's awesome. Guy, thank you for joining the hot seat again. It's really exciting. Sangfor is a player, 20 years doing this, experts at cybersecurity, experts at cloud and infrastructure. Folks, if you need some help, go to www.sangfor.com and then come back next time for another exciting episode.
0: You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is
1: power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at CyberDefense.tv and CyberDefense.radio with your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Milewski.